Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, you all. Hope everybody's doing well today. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you all live. Of course, I'm going to bring up these two lovely, wonderful books. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I've got a, I don't know, random spam text. Good gracious, so annoying. I had one the other morning at literally 7 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> so, anyway, my two favorite books. Here we have The Great Behavior Breakdown, and here we have Brian's book, From Fear to Love. Leslie Buchanan, I see you watching. Amy Lord, I see you watching. It's so great to have you guys here. Um, man, Whew, we're going to talk about meltdowns. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about that. So, um, first, let me just give a quick little plug about this book, From Fear to Love. You can get it on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at feartolovebook.com. Hey! Hey, Lisa. Oh my gosh. So all the people that I'm saying shout outs to, I see that they're watching and they're saying hi. And one of the cool things is I personally know all three of those ladies. I see there's other people watching. Anybody want to say hi? That'd be great. Um, through book studies, through our um, new parenting Evolution program, which I've not talked about that. So let me talk about that real quick. We have a learning platform um, that we put together, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago now, maybe two, because um, time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, on this learning platform, there are at least 40 hours worth of post-institute education, webinars, videos, podcasts, and it also includes our private Facebook page. Um, there's two options to join the New Parenting Revolution. One is to do the monthly fee, which is $49 a month. And of course, you can cancel at any time. The other is, um, okay, when you click on and you go through the information, it'll say $699 for the lifetime membership. And at the top of the page, it says use the code LOVE300. And when you use the code LOVE300, you get $300 off. So for $399, that includes all the audios of the Great Behavior Breakdown that I mentioned last night. It includes our um, Trauma-Informed Care Certification Course, which is by itself $129. And then it includes, oh my gosh, just so much. There's so much there that, again, the repetition really helps bring it to home. It really helps us walk in this model. It's kind of like when you think about um, going to church, you know, it's not like the Bible suddenly wrote, there's something new written in the Bible. It's that repetition, right? The repetition, especially when you're learning a new paradigm, is so helpful in regards to just helping it become uh, something that you, like you really get it, you know, it helps us really get it. Uh, positive repetition and positive environment, just like for our kids. Hey, Rachel, thanks for saying hi. Hi back. So uh, I wanted to talk about meltdowns tonight. And as I was thinking about it, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not even a fan of that word. Because what is a meltdown to you may not be a meltdown to me or may not be a meltdown to somebody else or vice versa. And I'll give you a case in point. Um, when Marley was in about the third or fourth grade, um, I got a call or a report that she had had a meltdown at school. And in my mind, I'm picturing like full on unconsolable tears, 
screaming, crying, maybe tearing things up, none of which have ever been anything that she's ever experienced. She's seen them, uh, but it's not something that, that's never been how she has expressed herself. Tearful, yes. So when I go to ask more questions about that, that's what it was. She was tearful at school, and being tearful at school got deemed as being a meltdown. And I remember that same year she said, Mom, I'm so tired. I just get so tired. And I'm like, why, baby? What, tell me what you're tired of. And she said, I just have to hold everything in all the time. All the time. I feel like I'm waiting for all the other kids to sit down and be quiet. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. I just want to be able to go to school and learn and do my work and make friends and come home. And it's so hard waiting for everybody. And now I know I can't even cry at school. You can't cry at school. And I'm like, ah. So it just like grabbed my heart thinking about the invitations that get sent to stuff emotion. That's not even okay to cry at school when you're in the third grade. Just third grade, that's what, eight? Nine? Eight, nine years old and it's not acceptable to cry in public already? let's talk a little bit more about meltdowns and just um, emotional regulation and all of that. Let's just talk about all of it. So when our kids are in the middle of their emotions, there's a lot that goes on for us. And one thing that I really um, find myself thinking about is the reality that many of us were raised at a time when emotions weren't accepted if you had upset feelings about something while you were growing up, oftentimes we would be, myself included, sent into the room with our upset feelings. They, they weren't honored. Um, there was no space for them. It was not permitted, not even at home. So that means that we have a whole lot of adults um, who were raised in a paradigm that has no understanding of just being able to tolerate emotions. So there's that piece. So when these big emotions come up, we get very uncomfortable. Like we don't have the ability just to sit with it. Like just sit with it. Just sit with it and let them do what they need to do. It's not gonna last forever. It can last a really long time. I know that it can last hours for some children. But being able to just sit with it and help provide some sort of containment and containment doesn't mean holding it doesn't mean forced holding. If they want to sit on your lap, great. But containment just simply means creating a smaller environment. So it could mean, um, you know, if we can help them stay in their room, um, an area that's smaller, where there's less stimulation, where there's not an audience, that can be really helpful. But what we have to understand is in that moment, they've just dropped way down in their brainstem. And as we know from everything Brian's taught us, that the brainstem and the state, the state level of memory is connected to the brainstem. So when we stress, we regress. And that our kids may have experienced some very dark, hurtful things. So then they drop into this place in their brainstem where they may have survived something terrifying, something that you may know nothing about. 
something that you can barely even think about, like to really imagine, to really close your eyes and imagine your child being tiny and being in a situation that was terrifying. When we do that and we exercise our empathy muscles, it really helps us connect with the pain that they are reliving in that moment that got triggered by who knows what, right? I mean, Brian says, remember, X is the behavior. We have all the alphabet before that to look at how this trigger happened. And the thing is, is that we can't avoid triggers. That's not possible. It is not possible to avoid every trigger that's out there. So we can help our children learn how to ride these waves of emotion. And I'm so glad to have seen Leslie's name here because I remember when she first really started following this paradigm and she did some intensive trainings and then she came back and she shared one of the most incredible stories. And I hear these stories. I'm, I am blessed because I get to hear these stories a lot. Um, so she was sharing a story about one of her sweet babies having a massive meltdown. And what we tend to want to do in those moments is we just want to, right? We just want to act like it's like a, a, a grease fire on the stove and we just want to put a lid on it and smother it out and suffocate it so the fire will go away because our own amygdalas are completely flipped too. Plus, we don't have any blueprints in our growing up experience of somebody just being able to be present and accept our feelings and help walk us through the emotional outpouring to calm. So Leslie was brave and bold and loving. And in that space, remembered the things that she had learned. And one of the things that we teach parents is instead of trying to just put a lid on it, to say things like, tell me more. Right? Can you imagine while your child's in the middle of a meltdown saying, tell me more? Because we're so tempted to just try to want to quiet it. But it's, it's got to be heard. This is their chance. This is their chance to finally let out all this stuff that's been in there for so long. And the more we can invite and just say, tell me more. Tell me more. Oh my God, baby, my heart hurts with you. I am right there with you. I love you so much. And I'm so sorry I wasn't there to keep you safe. And we can feel that with them and we get right in there in the mess of life with them. Then they feel heard. Because those meltdowns are, it's like a protest. It's like a protest. And it's like, imagine back here is like a, imagine it like a pilot light on a furnace, right? So back here's the amygdala. And right next, right up there with the brainstem, right there with all those traumatic memories, right? And so, so it's always lit. It's always lit up. That's that hypervigilance. That's that guarded self. That's that highly defended child. It's always right there. The flame is always burning on that pilot light. And something happens. Who knows what the something is? And who knows how it connected to that early life traumatic memory? But that is like gasoline on that pilot light. And whoosh! That whole brain is on fire. They cannot see anyone else's need. They are in full-on survival mode as if 
Their life depends on it because at some point it did. So meltdowns, meltdowns are an opportunity. They are an opportunity for us to help our kids go deeper and for us to go deeper with them, for us to experience those emotions right alongside them, for us to build the depth of compassion that we need and so do they so that we can help them climb up out of that, experience that relief and experience the authentic safety that they have. Whew. I can tell you the times that I have ridden that wave with kids, with people, is life-changing. And it just comes from this deep, authentic place. I can remember one time Brian and I were um, giving respite to one of the therapeutic group homes that we had in Colorado years ago, a house full of girls. Everybody except one young lady had gone on an outing, and she, I can't really remember why she chose to stay home, but she chose to stay home, um, and dinner had gotten made for her, um, and she had juvenile diabetes, so she had lots and lots of anxiety around food and lots of trauma around food, and she walks in the door, and something, I don't know what it was, I honestly don't know in that moment what specifically about the food and the people and the sitting and the situation, but poof, and it happens so quick, right? It's like, I'm telling you that pilot light is always lit and something comes up and it is literally like gasoline on the fire. And she started going around the room, just spiraling. And she started beating this great big plate glass window that we had in the house. And I went to touch her and it, freaked her out even more. And the next thing I remember is I'm on my knees crying and she's standing next to me and she looks down at me as, with this calm, clear voice and says, why are you crying? And I looked up at her and I said, because you're so scared of us and we just want to love you. She took a deep breath. I wiped my face. She wiped her face. She helped me stand up. And she went over and had dinner. They're just amazing moments. When we can stay centered, when we can feel safe, I know it can be really difficult to have that feeling of safety and security. It's something that we build within. It takes work. It takes work on our own mindfulness. It takes work on our own emotional regulation so that we have that to offer our children, so that we have that window of tolerance. We have that space that we can be bold and fearless in inviting them into their emotions. And remember, little children, babies, are 100% emotional in their brain. So when our bigger kids drop down, they are literally infants in those big feelings. So I hope there's something in that that's helpful in your journey and parenting. Um, be thoughtful about how you use the term meltdown. Maybe don't even use it. Maybe come up with other descriptors. 
maybe that will help even so that when you're talking with other people, they understand as much as possible what it is that your, your child's going through. Make space that it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. We all have them. And we all have to learn how to ride those waves. As Brian says, in any given situation, we have two choices. We can continue to act out of our same blueprints of fear. Sometimes those are blueprints of rejection and abandonment. Sometimes they're blueprints of perfectionism, but underneath all of it is fear and overwhelm and stress. Or we can take three to 10 deep breaths. And I'll tell you what, if you can just take one breath, just one breath starts it, just to pause enough. Um, there was a comment that uh, one of our followers, Josh, made in a post earlier. I think it, the post was um, earlier today. Maybe it was yesterday, but his comment was today. And he talked about stepping into this paradigm. He said, usually I just flip my lid, right? My kid does something and I just smart off back and I'm just right there with them. I'm just dropped down in my own places of immaturity and I'm behaving like an adolescent and they're behaving like a child. But I, the minute I took that deep breath, he said, I even had to cover my face sometimes just so I can kind of quiet everything in my mind just for a moment. If you can get that first deep breath in, it makes space for the next one, right? And slowly we feel our brains calming down. And you know what? It's only three seconds have passed. And then we can respond with love. When you lay your head on your pillow tonight, put all those worries aside. Take one precious moment, whatever it may be, blow that up in your mind and let that become the building block for how you relate. Our visual imagery, our internal tapes make such a big difference. You are so powerful in your child's life and so capable of creating healing. Much love to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.